Hello, everybody. It's uh, the first uh, leadership lounge of the year, so we want to wish you a happy new year. I'm um, happy to co-host this leadership lounge with Tove. Hi, Tove. Hi, hi, Lawrence. So I don't know, I don't know, Tove, if um, you have specific traditions, you know, when you uh, jump into this new year. I've heard that some people in Denmark or uh, or jumping from chairs, is that right? <laughs> I know, I, I, I didn't know that. Maybe I missed I missed something important. I okay. know that some people they jump in the sea, no matter how cold it is. But yes. I'm not. I like hot water. But what okay. what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> well, in January we use as a. I think it's in different countries, but in France we used to have a specific uh, pancake or galette. We call it the king's galette. And each time we go and invite people or we inv um, visit people, we have a specific cake that we oh, eat. Yeah, nice. That's the tradition of the beginning of the year. Always Excellent. about cooking in France, you know, it's always about it's all about cooking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, many, many of you already know this uh, Leadership Lounge community. And uh, I really hope that uh, you find um, inspiration and motivation in the, reading the articles and watching the different discussions that we have. And um, I just want to uh, ask you not to forget to invite new staff uh, that you have in your base to come and join us um, for the website also to find good resources, but also into this group uh, in Facebook. Um, yeah, I think we are more than 1,000 members on the Facebook page, which is great. And uh, this month, we're going to talk about goal setting. So it's the beginning of the year. And uh, we're not talking about like good resolutions that we used to make and then we forget them after a few weeks. But we hope that today we're going to talk about uh, goals that God has put in our heart and how to reach them and, and how to step forward boldly and uh, with perseverance. So, yeah, don't hesitate to uh, write some comments on the Facebook page or even like questions that you like to be asked as we go along with our speaker today. And uh, yeah, I'm going to let uh, Tove introduce uh, our speaker. Yeah, I am very delighted to have Anders Carlsen with us. He's a national convener together with his wife in, uh, in Sweden and I've been for quite some years now. And uh, they are also uh, base leaders, um, actually leading two bases at the moment. And that's something we're going to talk about as well. Now, Anders, he is uh, 44 years old, uh, married to Sarah, and together they have four children. You can read the bio uh, of Anders also online on the Facebook page. Um, they did the DTS in Colombia, and they were actually sent from Colombia back to Sweden. So um, the Swedes being sent to Sweden, you can say, from, from Latin America in that way. Um, so in, uh, in 2008, they pioneered up in Lynch shipping um, in a beautiful old building. And maybe you can share a little bit with us about that, but a beautiful old building. And, uh, and since then also had a vision for Stockholm and pioneering in Stockholm, like the capital city of, of Sweden. And just started there, you know, um, not many months ago, uh, in the very heart of Stockholm. So right now it's actually like a 
it's one base with, or you can say one ministry with two bases, and you'll just hear more about that. But and just very keen to hear the story also from how you uh, moved uh, with vision and and steps and goals, you know, toward um, really moving into Stockholm too. Anders, he's also a very keen sports fan. Uh, it's, oh, now I should know which which uh, which team it is. Do you have? Do you have? Oh, oh, thank you there. <laughs> Maybe he's going to say something more about that. Uh, and he loves enjoys playing golf as well, but also just spending time with family um, and friends. Uh, so um, that's just a little bit about Anders. Uh, we worked together in Sweden for for a time, and I, I know one thing about Anders too is he has a keen eye for quality, and he wants things to be good and and beautiful and. And so I forget what project you had going at Westerness at one point, but that was a, a new, not new beginnings, new, what was it? Better, better place. Better place, better place. Yeah. yeah. And then we saw the building, you know, so a visionary like that, and he is making, making spaces better, I would say. So welcome, Anders. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, so maybe if we could just simply start. Oh, welcome. You're welcome. Maybe you could just start by you actually sharing maybe your broad strokes of your YWAM history. I said Colombia and Sweden, but you know, just your broad strokes of, of your YWAM story, journey. Yeah, that's fun. No, it's really fun to be here. It's really fun to be part of the community of learners in Europe. I really appreciate this space in, in that way. Also, I really think we can learn so much from each other. So thank you also so much for, for running this and, and facilitating this. It's, it's really good to keep learning from each other. So, but yeah, my, my YWAM story, it's, uh, you pretty much summed it up, Tova. <laughs> so it's very cool. Colombia and Sweden, that's the big, big strokes. But no, it's, uh, as, as we say, it's a long story, but but it all started with actually when I was, uh, I grew up in a Christian family in a farming, farming setting and a typical kind of simplistic Christi Christian family. And then not much of like spiritual or, you know, prophetic or anything like that. But then when I was 17, God spoke to me very clearly, like out of the blue. And he said, you, you should go, you need to go to, to South America. And I, I it was so clear. So I didn't know. I had never heard about God speak that God could speak, or I had never heard him speak, but it was so clear, so I could not doubt it. So then I, yeah, long story short, but but I, the only person I I knew that had any connection with South America was uh, a new friend called Sarah, <laughs> oh. which is now yeah, exactly, yeah. So so she was uh, it was back in high school, and then she her her uncles had been missionaries in Ecuador in in South America. Uh, so I knew she had been there when she was a child to visit and so on. So I just went to to ask her, do you want to go with me to South America? <laughs> like not knowing anything about, about anything. And, and then we ended up at a YWAM orphanage for street kids in Medellin. Uh, so the year it was 1998. <laughs> so my age is already re revealed, so I have nothing to hide. Uh, but uh, now it was, you know, for those of you that know anything about that, but it was also in the kind of post Pablo Escobar year. So it was quite a dangerous place, but God protected us. And so, yes, yeah, so that's where it all started. We, we served there for six months as volunteers in the... Uh, in the orphanage there and I think that kind of to me it kind of 
caught my attention so much how they especially our the lady that was the leader there how they embraced us and, and they invited us in we were just two young people from from europe coming knowing nothing knowing no spanish or not understanding much about the dynamics of the streets of colombia uh, but that's the beauty of youth with a mission eh? that we we welcome people in and and, uh, and give them a chance to see and then a few years later me and my wife we studied here in in, in in sweden human resources at the university both uh, sarah and me and then we went to do the dts in in colombia in cartagena which is a beautiful place on the coast on the caribbean coast so it's really not hard in that sense to be there but but uh, but then we during our dts we really felt the call to to just kind of continue with ywam and we felt at home we felt that this was our our spiritual home so to say and, and everything just felt so fit you know when sometimes you you realize afterwards that you've been looking for something you just didn't know you were looking for for that but that's how we felt so so then during that time we prayed about our calling and what god would have for us and and so on and of course in Wyoming we're all about missions and and the unreached so we prayed about going to somewhere in asia or so to an unreached people group or so to be missionaries and started to be more more open to that and then god spoke to us about sweden and uh, so then we at first we were like no sweden, we don't want to go back to sweden that's our own our own country and we know all the all the good sides but also all the bad sides of our nation uh, but god made it really clear and of course as we know with with that there, then comes the passion and the and the yeah the joy in that also so we we process that with our leaders there and like you said tova they also sent us out. We stayed on the staff for a while, and then they they officially sent us out to start a new base in Sweden. And then we we spent a couple of years at Restenas, the, the 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 oldest base here in Sweden. And so we we were sent out from there, also you could say. Uh, so we had a good good sending package there. And then 2008 we started up here in Linköping in Sweden, which is a university town. So a lot of a lot of students. I think it's almost thirty thousand students in a town of uh, less than two hundred thousand people. So there's a lot of young people and a lot of things happening. A lot of creativity, a lot of innovation. So it's, a, it's an amazing city. And uh, yeah, so we started up with a team, and and uh, ever since then we are leading the base here in Linköping. And and uh, yeah, maybe we'll get into it a little bit. But all all through this time, our the vision that God gave us in our DTS already was to see sweden transformed and the world transformed and uh, and also with that focus on sweden transformed we we realized and we kind of got that sense that we also need to be very connected with stockholm and being in the capital of the nation and everything so we also could see that being in lynch shopping we're just two hours away from from stockholm it was a good place for that too so we've always been a lot in stockholm and then we yeah, God spoke to us about we we are also the pioneer in in different places, and one of them would be Stockholm. Um, but yeah, then I guess we'll get into that soon, also with with goals and and, uh, and plans and so on. But you know, when the years easily start passing by, and and you kind of postpone it, there sometimes in the future that will happen. Uh, but then a few years ago, God started to to speak and clarify that now now it's the time is coming. So so yeah, that's a little bit about our YWAM. Uh, story in that and we have four four kids uh, so it's it's there in the bio our oldest is 15 and our youngest is uh, is six and it's been amazing also when when we started the base here in Linköping our young or well our oldest kids they were young <laughs> they were uh, three and two years old I 
I think uh, at that time, and, and many people asked some more kind and, and some more questioning. So to say, are you sure you're going to start up a base when you have small children? And of course, we, we took that seriously and we, we prayed about it and, and thought about it. And God really also spoke to us about that. You know, I, I called you as a family and, and I will you know, give you what you need in order to, to do that. And it's also you know, part of my plan to do this as a whole family. And I would give you strength. And, and of course, yes, it has been tough sometimes to be, to be a young family and with leadership and so on. But it's been so good. So we're so happy for that. So, yeah, that's my YWAM. Wrap up. Yeah. yeah, well done. Well done. Thank you so much. Um, I have a question. I've actually wanted to ask that for a while, Anders. It's like you have the Lynch Shipping Base and now also Stockholm. Um, and would you say that it's one culture or two different cultures? I know the new one is new, you know, um, and yeah. it's two different stages of development. I mean, leading two different bases. bases I mean, how is, how is that going for you? <laughs> Yeah, thank you for that that question. Right, exactly. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, but it's a good question, I'll, and I'll I'll start a little bit in another end than yeah. than culture zone. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll try to get. <laughs> and so what happens was that 2018 we we uh, celebrated 10 years of the base here in Linköping, and and honestly we were not a great place then. We had a quite small team, and things had been a little bit rough, and and so on. So we were, honestly, we were looking at, are we even going to celebrate the 10 years? And, and, and I honestly, I, me personally, I didn't feel like it almost. And, but God convicted us that we felt, no, we need, to, we need to celebrate. We need to recognize all the things that God has been doing through the years. And we, we need to do what we, uh, what we what, you know, what we should. we should. We should celebrate, really thank him for his faithfulness. And it was really around that time he was kind of speaking again about pioneering in new places and then again we were not in such a strong place and we were like god how is that going to be possible we were not you know we have a hard time running things here how can we pioneer in new places because we also believe that you need a yeah you need to pioneer in, in a fairly strong way and have a people and so on so so but that was the kind of starting point for this 2018 and then 19 we we mostly prayed and 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 continued like that talking and going to Stockholm a lot and then 2020, I think it was the key. Uh, in, when we had our staff retreat in August, like we do every year in August, we go away somewhere and we, 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 you know, we have teaching and we pray and so on. And at that time in August 2020, we we prayed and we really came together as a staff team and, and decided on that we will start in in Stockholm. And uh, we all knew that that was a big challenge, and we had nothing kind of really. Uh, you know, showing that or nothing clear that okay, we'll do it in this way. We did, but we made a decision, and, and I can see now looking back that that was a that was a key point. And and then in January last year, so one year ago from now, God spoke even more clearly. I had a dream, for example. Uh, it was yeah, it was really like out of nothing, but I God spoke in a dream. Someone told me that's a good sign that you're you're getting older <laughs> because God will speak to give. Uh, older people, older men, dreams. And no, but God said, you will sign a contract in Stockholm uh, before the year's end. And I was so shaken by that. And I, I wrote it down and I was like, God, is it really you? And uh, and it was in, you know, during nighttime. So you kind of think, did I make this up? And we had nothing really, nothing really on the table. But then a couple of weeks later, in the end of January, Sarah and I went up to Stockholm to meet a couple of friends to kind of continue to build relationships and to to uh, to start looking for places and i also to myself uh, i 
uh, I felt I, I thought that well, it, at least it's a, it's a full. We have a long time. It's it's only January, so we have a whole year to look for a place to rent if we're going to sign a contract before the before the year ends. And then in that fika, as we say in Swedish, the the, the coffee time we had with our friends. Uh, then in the middle of that conversation, the man says to us. Uh, well, why didn't I think about this place? <laughs> and then he, and we go like, which place? And then it's now, it, it's the what is now the the house for that we have for the base. And it was just a few blocks away. So Sarah and I walked over there to to look and to pray, and we kind of felt in our spirit that this was this was it. And then yeah, fast forward uh, because we had gotten kind of a time timeline from God that twenty twenty would be preparation and pray and prayer and so on, and then twenty twenty one would be kind of mobilizing and, and taking steps, and then twenty twenty two was going to be the year when we actually started the base. So we were a little bit kind of, what is happening here? It's too early, God. Uh, but he, for some reason, I guess he, he wanted to, to speed us up a little bit. So so then we got in touch, and it's the Salvation Army that owns this building. So we started to negotiate uh, with them about, yeah, about the contract and everything. And then they wanted to rent it out as soon as possible. So then we, we started to rent in August this year. Uh, no, this past year, twenty <laughs> twenty. Uh, of course, uh, so <laughs> yeah. then, we're there, and it's a, I, we should have a, a photo maybe, but it's a it's a big and beautiful house right in the city center of Stockholm, and uh, it has uh, five almost six hundred square meters uh, plus uh, plus basement and so on. So it's it's really big. It has uh, some different apartments and and a big kitchen and and everything. This is like if we could have if we would have kind of put a list down what we would have wanted. This this is it, and also mm -hmm. being in the center is something that we have kind of had this conviction about that we should be downtown but honestly we had when we started this process we were doubting a lot and we were like no but we, we can start in whatever apartment out in whatever suburb and of course that you know always need to have that willingness but i think in one way it was also god showing us ye, ye of little faith <laughs> kind of thing uh kind of showing us that nothing is impossible for me so so we just started in august so it got a little bit uh, speeded up so to say so we've had so what we decided to do what we felt as we prayed into this was that uh we are going to be one base in two locations in that sense of being being like one uh one entity in that sense and from in all of our team that was kind of the the feeling that we had and the unity that we had around that so so since august we've been there with the kind of uh, different setups of teams uh, during during this time. We've been there with the DTS, for example, the September DTS, for a few weeks having classes there. So, so we haven't really started to build uh, build the culture in each place so much yet. Uh, so, getting to your your question there. So, but from summer now this summer, me and my family we are moving up there. So we're going to be the local leaders there, and we're having a, a leadership team that is, is will continue here in Linköping. So I think from from that's going to be really interesting if we turn that question around. Uh, how, of course, we're going to kind of try to have uh, you know a lot of the same DNA and everything. But of course, with time, the the culture in the, in the different places will uh, will develop in different directions. And and I think that's really yeah, I, I really look forward to that also because of course we we want to try to keep some some values and and so on. But it's also cool to see how you know with that freedom how things develop in different directions. So that's that's a little bit wow and so how many how many are you in your team the, the staff team because just we are i think if i if i count correctly we i think we're 17 people 18 maybe 17 18. okay uh, so yeah so that's that's, that's uh, great 
Awesome. That's good to hear because uh, um, I, I just have uh, maybe a little question, so a bit, uh, something a bit more concrete. When you talked about uh, deadlines, uh, you say that um, uh, 2020 was like preparation mode and then starting the base in 20, uh, 20 seconds. So you're, you're right at the, at the time, you know, um, mm. I was wondering how, uh, if you always work setting goals with deadlines and, um, because I've heard different teachings and some, um, leaders would encourage me to put deadlines and some of your leaders would, uh, say, oh, watch out with the the timelines you know because if it doesn't happen the the at the right time where you were supposed to uh, reach your goal you can get disappointed and how do you debrief that so um, yeah it's a big question maybe but uh, of different questions in one but how do you process deadlines into goals goal setting? No, it's, it's a really good question. And it's, uh, I think, something like you said, you can hear different things from different uh, people, different sources. And I, I think simply also that's because uh, it is different for different people to, to an extent. And of course, there are some principles that I think are good, but but they're not necessarily super strict for, for everyone. That's in that sense, so to say, all the time. But so I think the main, it's it's a kind of cliche almost in Wyvern, but the, the main thing is really to seek God and to listen to him and see how he guides you in every every case. Um, when it comes to deadlines in general, I think I think deadlines are good. We need deadlines. We all know that. I'm, I'm a doer and I get a lot of things done and, and so on, but I really need deadlines. And the, the, the good things with deadlines is that you, it makes it concrete simply. Okay, by that time, it defines in the time. Okay, within this time, I need to get this done. And and then when you, you know, I'll, I'll get to that, I guess, when it comes to bigger projects like this, then it's it's trickier, so to say. Then I think we need to be more flexible with how we see when and how the goals are accomplished. Uh, so, and not focus too much on the exact dates, but to see the long the lines of, of God's work in this in the world and we know from when he's working with his people it sometimes is really fast but many times it also takes takes a quite, quite some time so i think uh, especially when it comes to bigger goals and bigger projects like that i think we need to be more flexible uh so but i think yeah preparing for this also i got these these two keywords to be flexible and firm <laughs> how can you be that at the same time well, to be flexible when it comes to the actual specific dates that, you know, if it doesn't happen by 2022, well, then we can be flexible and say, well, then we're going to make it happen by 2023. But be firm in the plans that God has for us, that if he has said that we're going to do this, maybe we got the timing a little bit wrong, or maybe there were some circumstances or this or that, so to say, but let's not give up uh, and kind of lay down the plans that God has been speaking to us about. So I think that's a kind of rule of thumb that you that we can use so to say that we we need to have deadlines uh, and i think it's good god is as a god of times and and timing also and he works uh, in times and i remember when we started the base here in linshopping we we got a similar timing actually of, of three years like that uh but also some years before we had we made a plan for when we were going to start and everything and that didn't come through and it took a couple of years longer and so on so like you said with disappointment disappointment is a big big issue for us as human beings and i i've struggled with that and i have uh, yeah have have had to deal with that in different ways and i think that's that flexibility is also a way of uh, of working with that disappointment factor that we 
we don't need to see it as okay then it's it it fell through uh, sometimes it does of course but many, many times when god has been speaking okay then that's let's um what do we call it re re um, rearrange dates or what do we call it reschedule simply so so i think in that sense we need to be flexible and then uh like for us we were almost we almost needed to be more needed to be in this situation flexible the other way around it happened kind of sooner than we expected so so flexibility is is good yeah thank you yeah so be firm and flexible in the same time (laughs) awesome (laughs) i think it's already yeah i think it's always funny to see that uh, you know god created the time but is out of the time in the same time so there's a tension there like how to walk yeah. with, uh, in the finite time and god is infinite so <laughs> but uh yeah, it's yeah. not fair it's, it's, it's real, man. <laughs> yes, exactly. yeah and so as as uh, as uh, we start this year you know it's january and so we 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 talk about goal settings and um, I feel like in churches or everywhere around us, we talk about having good resolutions. Um, but in the same time, we are in the middle of the winter. It's a kind of uh, hibernation mode, you know, like the days are shorter, it's getting dark sooner. Um, do you think it's the right period to have our goals set? Or is there specific times in the year where we should do that? Or what do you think about that? Can I just yeah, throw, exactly. can I throw in on this? Yeah. The thing is yeah. that your two hosts here, we both struggle with the dark winters and we think it's, we would make better goals if we waited until spring. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can hear between yeah. the lines. Yeah. Now it's on the, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm not able to address that part so much. But, uh, but I think... Uh, that the calendar year is uh, is good. <laughs> I was going to say when it comes to New Year's resolutions, I'm not the I'm not the guy. I'm not the person. I don't do that. I don't. know. I'm very competitive. I you know I love goals. I love to you know set up things. But New Year's resolutions, I don't know. It just doesn't really. I'm I'm more of like a continuous guy. You know, I, I constantly am I'm, I'm up to things. So it's not my my cup of tea. Uh, but when it comes to to goals for the year and so on. I think that's flexible too in, in the way that God wants to do it. If He wants to give you that in the summer, that's good. Uh, but I think, of course, God has set the times with, as we know, with the days and and the months and the years. And there is a there is a time frame that He has put put into that. And I think in that sense, it's it is it's a good opportunity simply to take the calendar year. And what I try to do personally, and what we do also in in our team and so on, is that especially like in December and, and going into January that we really seek out and pray for the coming year uh, with expectancy also to see what uh, what comes up and so on. Uh, but I don't see it as, 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 yeah, as static as that. Like I said, we are a kind of ministry cycle. We, we start up like the ministry year in August. So then we, we kind of, you know, really set the, set the goals and so on for, for the coming year from that time. So it, it could vary a little bit. So, yeah. so, but yeah, it is good to take a chance to kind of, take take the year as it is and really ask god for for words and for clarity for even specific uh you know, things that will be achieved you know in the other end we always also try to try to evaluate and, and look back and, and both for you know for thanksgiving to give that thanks to god but also to look at okay what what was actually co- accomplished and what uh, you know how how have things gone so to say i think we've been been learning a lot from that so i think that's something also if, if you look at from the other end so to say I think that's a really good practice. Yeah. 
Thank you. Um, yeah, if we can jump, jump into uh, um, the, the context we are in, like setting goals with this um, uh, chaotic uh, season with the COVID, you know, I feel mm -hmm. like it's been two years that uh, we've, we've tried to plan events, for example, and then the restrictions are, of the government changed. And so we have to readjust or uh, cancel some events. And um, can you give us some tips, I would say, or some input of how we could surf on this chaotic wave uh, nicely uh, without uh, losing the momentum and motivation, but in the same time, uh, not um, like pushing too hard and getting uh, uh, burn out with trying and trying again, you know? No, it, it's an excellent question. Isn't it the question that we all have, but I, we've all been, been wrestling with it. So it's, it's needed to talk about that. And YWAM is all about waves, right? So, so we need to be kind of talking about these waves too. Um, no, but I think it's, uh, uh, how to say, yeah, like you said, it's, it's a lot of those issues. And I personally have been involved in in many of those events that we have been been planning and right, you know, we were gonna have a big youth meeting in Stockholm, for example, March 2020, when when the pandemic started. And it was here in Sweden, it was it was really about days that we it was just kind of we days before the event uh, with a few hundred uh, of, of youth would come and, and so on, uh, that we had to cancel. And that that one was really tough for me, honestly. And then of course with the pandemic we've also started to learn uh learn how to handle it and learn how to go about it and and one uh, if you look at pros and cons and, and pluses plus and minuses so there's a one plus i think in one sense with the pandemic here especially in, in the planned europe uh and here in the north even more maybe that that people have become a little bit more flexible that you you know an event that you had to announce three four five months maybe beforehand now you can announce it three four weeks beforehand so as so i think that is a kind of way of adapting if you call it to the current situation that we need to have another readiness instead of planning an event maybe four or five months ahead of time we need to be ready to plan an event and kind of have it like pre-planned a little bit uh, and then once the restrictions and the circumstances allow it then we we push uh, push the button and, and then we go for it and so i think that's one of the things and i don't know i think that it's a it's a tough question to answer in the sense of like you said with burnout and so on also because it can really be tough and, and lead to to uh, to things like that and the tiredness and so on and at the same time i think in one sense we we as a church and as why we need to be relentless and tired less in in continuing to find ways for for god's kingdom so so i think for us for example with our dts outreaches has been really really interesting in this time of the pandemic to to look at okay where can we send teams and and so on there are many voices out there that maybe that's a good comment also to to note that there there are many voices out there as we know always but also in this time about all the details and all the things and so on so we have to be careful what voices do we listen to really and a lot of voices of course are very cautious and, and just kind of say that you know don't do anything or don't go anywhere and uh, we just had a realization you know clarity about that we we are why we're about going you know of yeah. course we do video and we do these kind of streams and every we do that too but we're also about going so we had a clear conviction that we need to keep sending teams we just need to do the work and that's i think and one thing 
as an advice in the pandemic to to never give anything up if it's actually because of the the amount of work well of course if we're not able and not capable that's that's the case but if we can do it if it's doable if it's possible well then we can also trust that god will god will back us up and give us the grace for that so sometimes i hear people so to say kind of say no we canceled that because of the pandemic and then i go it's very tough but 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 i go a little bit sometimes i say it, sometimes i think it you know was it really canceled because of the pandemic or was it because you were not willing to do the extra work that was required for that like for example with travel you have a lot of tests that need to be made you have a lot of more communication with parents and families and, and things like that the authorities it's actually from our uh, our point of view it's been a lot of work a lot of extra work that you have you have get nothing extra for in one sense but we are then able to to fulfill uh, what god has been been calling us to do so i think that's a it's a challenge and to me personally also sometimes you know or what are we basing our decisions on? Are we actually basing it on the right, the right foundations? I think, yeah, I hope that's that can be well received. I hope it's not too tough, but but I also can see that, see the God's hand in that. When we go and when we you know take the step, he also backs backs it up. Of course, yeah. with events, when you asked specifically about events, it's a little bit trickier and it's very much of like local restrictions and, and so on and, and the local circumstances is a little bit harder to say, but I think in principle, we can be, uh, yeah, be finding ways of in the windows also between the the peaks that we can do do more events, for example, in the summer and so on. And then we, so we there are ways, but we we also need to be willing to kind of shake up our our agenda and our uh, yeah what we're used to do sometimes a little bit. No, but we've always had this gathering in November. Well, maybe we can have it in you know in July instead or something like that. So. So that in that sense, it, I think it requires a little bit of of humility, also putting things on the table and not be be too stiff about you know we've always done it like this. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking of that too. That um, if nothing else, then COVID has made us more creative. I think actually mm. in finding creative other ways of doing things and what does it mean to be cautiously, you know. Uh, kind of courageous uh, that to yeah. put two sort of opposite words together but it's um, yeah find ways of, of doing things and not using covid as an excuse for not doing anything that was a good yeah that's a good line in there yeah yeah um another question anders and that is like one thing is to make and uh, decisions or come up with goals for yourself you know to set goals for you or for you as a family but then um, do you work with a set of principles or some um, kind of a method when you're setting goals together with a group? You know, it could be both why from Sweden in this case, or it could be uh, just your mm. stuff. How do you yeah. go about that? Goal setting as a group and, uh, and do you have a set of principles, methods in doing that? yeah <laughs> it's a good question again uh, i to be honest and to be straightforward i don't have a set of principles but i i maybe we can write them down from from this conversation i don't know but uh but it is a really really kind of exciting and, and also kind of sensitive thing uh in in that sense of making making decisions together and kind of setting goals together i think when it comes to goals in general both individual and, and group 
they we've all heard this a million times right but they need to be realistic <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, uh that sounds so boring right but but you know being realistic is not actually boring being realistic is about knowing the reality that we are in right now but also understanding the reality that we want to see uh, in the coming time and because only when we understand the reality we're in now we can also kind of understand what needs to change and what needs to happen in order to get to a certain reality in the in the future uh so yeah so i think everyone uh, like also like in a group setting like that in a team setting everyone is looking for the question kind of in the back of their mind is, is a lot about actually is this realistic <laughs> and uh, and then as christians we we know that realistic doesn't only mean what is kind of possible with human means but we we count on god and we count on you know his power and his uh, supernatural uh, intervention and, and action in, in things and so it's when i say re realistic i don't only mean like what we can touch and see physically and, and so on and so on but but you know counting with god uh, but if we say it like counting with god is this realistic and uh, and if it's too you know that's typical when it comes to setting if it's too too high goal or if it's like too unrealistic in that sense people people don't care about it people don't don't find it uh, inspiring or motivating and so on so that's something we've i think we've seen sometimes i have kind of thrown something out and and tried it out and people go like yeah, officially maybe they say yeah yeah that sounds very good but then no one cares about it so i think if i don't know if that's a principle but but i guess it is in the sense of it's so relational it's so much about talking things through and it's so much that processing that gives the the ownership to 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 goals and to to plans overall and to kind of making decisions of going into things and so on and uh, so i think to have that's a goal in goal setting right to have, yeah, have ownership yeah. yeah that's right that's to right. have um, uh, to have ownership and that everyone would kind of own this uh, and i have i don't know i have i have no better way of, of describing it than that that it's is that kind of delicate process of i think for us as leaders this is leaders lounge huh uh, yeah, for us as leaders, the the temptation or if we put it like that the challenge many times is is our our lack of patience so to say we, we want to go forward we, we want to move forward and everything but to actually have that patience and really actually take time for everyone to get on board i think that's kind of the key actually to and then that requires of course listening and kind of you know really listening if they're asking something or somebody's saying something you know even like a joke someone is making a joke about something you're like oh, okay well what was that and maybe you can pick that out afterwards and talk to the person and, and so on and then see listen a little bit more so it's uh yeah it's something i think we have been learning a lot through the years i'm i'm very uh yeah apostolic in that sense with and my wife also like we we have easy you know an easy time to see plans and see the see the way and everything but but if we don't have people on board it's yeah it's going to be our thing but it's not going to be our thing so does it all yeah. of us together so yeah. taking that time and, and really listening i guess are the best best uh, tips i can give yeah because in, in standing from outside looking in you know, um, let's say just objectively looking in as you were at Lynn Shipping, it was a big building there as well. And 17 people of you, there's room for more, you know, in that building, right? Uh, and and yeah. in that, there was room for much more. And then you say, let's go to Stockholm. And then you go into 600 square meters or, or how many square meters was it again? You were aiming yeah. at. Yeah, more. So, 
So if you just look at that, you may say that's madness. You don't need that. You're not strong enough here yet to do that. You know, so so in in, in goal setting with God, it seems to me like from what you've been sharing that you don't sit and wait for you to be too many or it's it's like you you hear you lean into God and he gives you some goals as well and then you start moving in faith toward it um, mm-hmm. and then you're there now right and there's space to grow in both places <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. yeah exactly and I mean it's almost feels bad sometimes when you're almost like surprised by God's uh, working but yeah. it's it's not a surprise in that sense, I guess. It's not like we're totally shocked, but but it's of course we are really amazed, and and I guess that's better a better way of saying it, being all what God is doing. But I think that God is you know giving us that little factor also of, of being being surprised and being amazed, and and uh, but yeah, it's it's so easy to base our decisions on what only what we see here and now, and uh, and then take it from there. So I think that's a yeah, that's something to like you're saying, Tova, to to really look out for that we we're not basing our decisions on what we see around us right now or what the experience is. That's that would yes. be the normal tendency that yeah. we and of course there is wisdom in looking looking back, looking back yeah. the back the line. But our past does not uh, determine our future in that sentence. So so yeah. Yeah, and no, I was thinking about that. You know, sometimes when we talk about goal settings and decision making, sometimes uh, uh, people, uh, when we talk about determination, about you know being determined and like being really, you know, once you have decided something, you continue, you go for it, and everything. And I, I think, like you said, Tov, also that we we go together with God in these things in faith when He has been speaking, and then we, I think, for us as as Christians and as Wyomers, that's why we need to to find our determination. Our determination cannot only be based on pure like willpower, like, okay, I'm gonna do this, you know, but it needs to be based on on conviction, really, that we we have conviction here in our heart, so to say, here, uh, in our heart about this will happen, you know, and then we can base that then on that God has been speaking and, and you know, both to us directly like that, but also in the Bible that we, we have his word, we can know that, this this is going to happen. It might be hard. It might be you know longer, take longer time or whatever. But but it will happen. So I think we cannot try to just kind of pressure ourselves like okay now I'm going to decide. If we don't have conviction, which is really co- connected with faith, then then we're going to be. <laughs> so, so what do you? So, yeah. Sorry. So Anders, what do you do? Let's say if uh, sixteen of your staff. You said you had 17, but if 16 or 15 of your staff says, yes, go Stockholm, you know, this is, we are on board. And the last two, you like, just can't see it. We are all um, wired differently, you know, some are leaning forward a little bit more, you know, and then you have two that are just not quite there. How, how do you, um, are you waiting for everybody to be fully on board before you take some steps? So how do you go about that? And how do you deal with the inner tension? Because you're already there in your head, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, if you can talk just a little bit about that. No, it's a, it's a, it's a delicate, um, delicate issue, and uh, I think um, you know when we talk about unity, and the Bible also refers to this uh, in in Ephesians and Philippians, for example. When we talk about unity, it's not necessarily about being agreeing on everything. 
like thinking exactly the same and having the same opinion about everything. So I think unity, the unity that we have and that we build needs to be deeper than that, uh, that we could, I would hope that that, that person or those two people or whatever, so to say, would be uh, out of out of that place of unity and then generosity would be able to say, I'm not quite following this, but but I'm fully behind that you guys go for this, something like that maybe. But of course, again, like we said before, the, the processing and the talking and the and the listening uh, would be would be something something really key, of course. Uh, so, yeah, mm. it's uh, something like that. <laughs> I had but I lost it there. But yeah, it's um, no, yeah, that's what I was going to say. We also we also have the model and and. Uh, and and everyone knows about that on our base and in in our ministry that the the leadership team will make the kind of final more long term final decision, and so so in that sense you know out of also kind of credibility and taking responsibility also we know in Wyoming is and as well as in many other organizations people not everyone is is long term committed and so on and that doesn't mean that they should not have a say in the decision making process for sure but they they cannot at the same time they cannot have the final word or affect the final word too much if they're not within the group that is more long term committed so we try to keep it also in that sense of ownership if you are you know if you've been been here longer time and if you're going to continue for a long time so to say that that gives you a lot of your voice is in these in these things. You say your voice counts more, uh, so, so I think that's that's important also to to also be really clear and open with that. It's nothing kind of hidden or anything. That's you know okay, and now they they just made a, mis a decision, but that you're all, you're clear and open to the communication all through the process. So I think those are good things to take into mind. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I think it's uh, the challenge is about communication as well, like to really make a, a clear communication and, as you say, like being really uh, relational and, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, I have a, another question and uh, maybe it's a question for all of us, not just for you. Uh, so let's uh, just like uh, think about it and uh, like, do we, do you have, um, any idea of what God is saying to us as YM Europe, you know, like any specific goals we should all as YM Europe focus on for this year? Do you have a, a sense of something that God is saying to us? Yeah, <laughs> that, feels, that feels so big to say, huh? but, but I can say what I sense and what I see and, and then everyone needs, needs to, to test that and, and so on. We, but this is how we yeah, how we listen to God together and, and so on. So it's it's good. I think one thing that came to me when I was thinking and praying about about Europe and, and why I'm in Europe. I have a huge heart for Europe. I, I really, yeah, love love Europe, and I love to see see more of God's kingdom here. And, and of course, in Wyoming and through Wyoming also. And I think, uh, yeah, I think one maybe not so much an external goal, but rather more internal goal to to also come come back to or come into that that place of where we really focus from inside out so to say in in Wyvern and then as individuals as well to to build well to build our house well and uh, this is something that that speaks a lot to me personally so I'm, I'm not you know sure that it's 100 from God only in that sense so so I'll just say that also 
but yeah. but to build well and to really start from from the from the inside uh, out and uh, in that sense uh, yeah having that goal of, of building well and then trusting god for 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 growth and and so on but sometimes we i think maybe kind of like a kind of like another thing that i received was that we need to be vision driven not needs driven and uh, and uh, it's nothing wrong with with fulfilling needs and looking out for needs but we could also call it like circumstances driven driven by circumstances but we need to be be god driven rather so i think that's that's also something for us in YWAM in europe to to make sure that we are sometimes we almost try to also make to to figure out what is what is working and what is uh, uh, you know what is the model and, and what's the way and so on and of course we constantly think about those things but also to make sure that we we don't try to figure it out too much ourselves but that we are god driven and, and vision driven in, in the sense that god uh god gives us visions and and so on and to trust him in that so i think that's that's something i sense for for europe and for why Excellent. Do you have something you want to share, Lawrence? Like you have for your. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what you share is so good, like build well, you know, I think it's really a motto that we could all could keep in our mind. Um, and as I asked these questions, I was thinking about this question yesterday and I felt like oh, I should, I should think about it myself, you know, and uh, uh, mm -hmm. I think in YM France, uh, we are, uh, really focusing on working um, uh, hands to hands with uh, the YMRs in the spheres, and it's something mm -hmm. that we want to focus on a bit more, you know, and like really uh, put the the teaching of uh, Lauren Cunningham on reaching the spheres uh, to really put that into practice. So um, I think our direction for this year, and maybe it's uh, something that could be a direction for in Europe too, is like to really uh, gain in partnerships with YMRs in the spheres and, and build bridges between the organizations and the movements of YM. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's what I'm excited about. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Excellent. Well, Great. I can echo that. Yeah. <laughs> What do you say, Anders? No, I just said amen. That was all. Actually, amen. Okay, no. You say amen to that. Um, there's one question we are very eager to ask you, Anders, and we ask all our guests that. So I hope you're ready for this. We did warn you ahead of time, I should say that. We call it the mistake question. But um, would you be willing to share with us a mistake that you have done in ministry that we can learn from, and that you have learned from, but that we can learn from? Yeah, <laughs> I love to talk about my mistakes. Though. Um, <laughs> no, I was thinking about this. Uh, like you said, you you prepared me beforehand, so that's that's good. Uh, so I think the one I'm, I'm thinking of was uh, when we pioneered here in Linköping. It was the, the early years, so to say, the second or third year after you know just having been here for a couple of years. And like you said, Toby, we moved into this uh, this big big old building and so on. And and at that time, I kind of had my 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 own time plan and my own kind of goals and, and so on that uh, that i wanted to see the ministry grow in a certain way and so on and so we started to to start up a, a lot of things to start up different teams and work at the at the university campus and we had vts and we had uh many different things going on and we also had a big building project and renovation project and everything and and I simply took on too much at the same time. And I, I wanted to kind of force uh, God's will into my time, 
time frame, so to say, and uh, and it got really too much for me, and I really got super tired after quite you know after some time, and then for quite some months, I was really really not doing well at all. So you know, I I could I could hardly work really well at all, and uh, or do much at all, so to say. So so yeah, I don't know what the advice literally says, but but you know, to, to not. Uh, Try to do everything at, at one time if it's not God <laughs> saying that, uh, but also to to not try to push push God's uh, push your calendar or your agenda on onto God. Mm. No, that's very good. We can all learn from that one for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, speaking, speaking about goal setting and and and, and these things like today, right? It, you know, like I said, with with humility also too that is such a key factor to not uh, and it's a fine balance like like you understand and for me as a very driven person i i like i love to push and i love to you know but not in my own timing in my own strength that's that is so so key yeah. thank you for yeah. sharing and uh, being authentic with us <laughs> um yeah. it's there's another question we used to ask um during this leadership lounge it's uh, what books have uh, influenced you in the last um, month or so uh, i think you've prepared a list of books and maybe you could yes. share that with us so yeah uh i i do read read a lot of books i, I rarely finish, finish them but uh, I, at least i start no i finish them somewhere but um but yeah, I have a couple of books here. One, uh, one I can start with this one. W William Carey, hmm. the father of modern modern missions. It's you know it's a classic uh, how, how this man went to India, and we've all heard those kind of stories and so on. But I, I had never read really fully the you know, the detailed biography and the detailed book about it, so to say, and it really impacted me so much. And yeah, there's so much of stories in there and it's so much of that kind of vision also it's kind of really similar to ywam in one sense of going to india and building those communities and a lot of innovation starting up a lot of things and so it really inspired me and it, i've read some books recently about missions uh, missions uh, history and that's so so inspiring and then i have a book here that we also use with our staff uh, especially in our for our new staff and so on how to build a winning team and it's it's by Mats Ola Israel. He's he's the pastor of the Word of Life Church in in Moscow, and uh, so this this book is so practical for new staff to learn about how to function in team. It's a it's a lot about leadership, but it's you know out of the team team context. How to guide people, how to lead people, how to how to confront people, and you know how to how to be organized as a, as a team leader and so on. This is very practical. I can really recommend. And then I, I, yeah, I kind of constantly read leadership books. <laughs> uh, so I have this, I've read, been reading this for, for last years. It's in Swedish, but uh, what is it in English now? Leaders, uh, the developing leaders from within or something uh, by, by John Maxwell. So it's, it's also very kind of, you know, he has so many one-liners that you can, you can chew on for days and, and so on. A lot of practical things also. And now I'm reading the the classic the the leadership challenge by these guys kuzner and posner so also really yeah really really spot on when it comes to to leadership i think these leadership books sometimes you can go like what do we what do we get out of them but i get really inspired and you can always apply some things here and there and not everything fits you but it's i would really recommend for all 
all of you guys to to read leadership books by by different people like that so yeah th those are some of my yeah my excellent books. excellent thank you so much anders it has been so rich um hearing your story and also your pioneering story um, and I should say congratulations as well. I know that you had a visa situation that just came through. You just have a few minutes. Can can you just share that very briefly? The testimonials. Yeah. <laughs> Here we have the, the official document. No, like yeah, it's it's an amazing story. We've been fighting for like in many countries in Europe and in the world with Wyvern. We've been fighting for many years now for for our non-European missionaries that are working with us here in, in YWAM to be able to stay on, on visas without having salary and so on. And uh, for quite some time it was it was totally open, but then the, the immigration office and their authorities here closed the door uh, to stay any longer time, maximum three years or even shorter sometimes and so on. So, so then there was this girl on our staff team from Mexico that they denied her extension and then we appealed to the court and the court gave us, they went on our, uh, in our, on our arguments, so to say, and they gave us right on all the points. And, and so it's great news for her, but it's also a great, um, you know, document that we can use and the immigration office has to take into account for future, for future people that are, that are coming here. So, so it's really encouraging and it's really good to see that God is, God is moving. We've been praying for a breakthrough for a long time now. And I think this is the start of the, of the breakthrough yeah so just to encourage you guys also in different countries in europe that god is working in these things and don't give up it, it will it might take some time it might take a lot of time but but it's worth it so keep keep working excellent that was a long-term goal that came through fantastic yeah and just worship you with you on that one yeah thank you so, thank god yeah so once again thank you so much anders really enjoyed this chat here and um thank you martin that is sitting in the background and i know that he posted the books also online so thank you for doing that um i want to make just a little push for we have this leadership development encounter just one week this time online in april and it's from the 3rd to the 8th of april steve mayers he's heading up with a crew um, that it's not only going to be for wireman anybody else like uh, young leaders not doesn't have to be super young but it, it's the type of a leadership training you can uh, learn more about it from uh, our website as well it will be about spiritual formation ministry formation character formation team formation relational formation so a very rich online um one week long uh, training so i can just highly recommend that um, to you but we will wrap up here and just thank you for joining us and once again and welcome back next month um, yeah thank you so much guys for leading this and looking forward to more thank you thank you Anders. Yeah, thank you everyone